Welcome to the morning community of Northridge Vineyard. Our deepest desire is that you will encounter Jesus as you listen in to our morning gathering. If you'd like to find out more about us, check out our website, northridge.org.au forward slash mornings. to go into our talk now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've been with us for the last few weeks, you'll know that we've been doing a series on reconciliation um, and Rob is going to be continuing that this morning. I'm excited. Good stuff. All right. Good morning. It's great to be with you. I wonder how you are coping in lockdown. Uh, at the moment, uh, I'm sitting in our bedroom Uh, with building work going outside the window and TV coming from down the corridor. Um, And uh, it's a a bit of a challenging time to try and uh, record a talk for this Sunday morning. But um, you know what? That's the reality, isn't it, of what we're all faced in. And I'm reminded, I'm kind of uh, reassured we're all in the same boat. It's always, uh, it's all, all of us are having to go through, um, you know, the challenges. Now, you might be one of those kind of people, I've got a couple of friends like this, who actually are loving lockdown. You think it's the best thing ever. Um, maybe you're just reveling in the introvert time. You don't really have to worry about people. Um, and uh, that may be excellent for you. Or, you. or you might be somebody who's actually on their own at home. Um, and, it, and it's quite a lonely time at the moment. Um, if you're anything like us, uh, you're crammed into a house uh, with lots of people. And uh, there can be some challenges that come with that too. And over time, you know, things can get a little bit annoying. Uh, there can be little habits that everyone does that just start to grate ever so slightly. Um, about uh, three or four months ago, we were doing some renovations and we weren't able to use our bathroom upstairs. So Bonnie and I had to go downstairs and use uh, the small kids bathroom for a couple of months. And uh, yeah, that was kind of challenging. You know, we had six of us. Uh, squashed into that bathroom each morning and evening Um, and I can remember some of those annoyances starting to get bigger I I felt like I was on repeat through most of that time things like just turn off the light and will you pick up the mat who left the mat out again and who hasn't flushed the loo and all those kind of things Um, living in close proximity can put pressure can't they on um, relationships and on um, just like I say, those small things can can become bigger. And our passage today is uh, looking at really how we handle uh, ourselves and uh, how we handle the conflicts that come from within um, and uh, and with others and, and where we go when it gets too much. So we're going to pray and then we're going to have the passage read to us um, and then we'll dive in and have a look together. So Father, we thank you that you have called us into a life of peace and a life of reconciliation. And Lord, as we've looked at this idea, this topic over the last couple of weeks, today again, Lord, we ask that you would speak to us about your heart, your kingdom priority for us in this time. And wherever we are, Lord, I pray that your word would speak to us and that you would change us so we would come away changed and transformed by your Holy Spirit working in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Colossians 3 and 1 to 14. Rules for holy living. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. 
Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge and the image of its creator. Here there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Thank you. It's good to read that together. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we've looked at through Colossians 1 and 2. And if you've been listening, you will have picked up a story, a narrative, if you like, um, that Paul, the writer to the Colossians, has been uh, talking through. We've been hearing Paul talk about this story of God reconciling humanity to himself. And it goes something like this. You know, it begins with Jesus, who is the... uh, complete revelation of the father we're told that god was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him so we can find out what god's like god has been revealed to us through jesus and that's amazing but alongside that we're told about this story of how god and humanity are are at odds with each other you know we have been um if you like separated from God by the evil in our own hearts and in the things that we've done and it's kind of like and Paul kind of paints this picture almost like we're on two separate sides of a river standing and not able to be able not able to be together not able to come together and there being an alienation that we experience now from God and uh, you know there's there's a question that is implied throughout that narrative throughout that story and that is what will or rather what has God done what has God done about that conflict that actually exists now between humanity and him I wonder um, what comes to your mind when we talk about resolving conflict Um, perhaps some of the recent um, news that we've had out of Afghanistan um, and the stories of the Taliban. Um, perhaps, uh, like me, you, you're a bit of a, a student of history and you love to kind of try and look back and think about how has humanity over the years and over the centuries tried to live in peace and how have the wars that we have fought shaped that. It's not a great picture um, when we look back at our track record as uh, mankind. Typically, the way we try to finish arguments on a big scale is to wipe the other person out. 
You know, we try and finish a war, we try and end a conflict, we try and bring peace, really, um, a lot of the time by really overpowering the other person. But that's not how God does things. Um, and this is one of the things that then Paul brings out, that God has a different way. God brings about peace and reconciliation, not through overwhelming force, not through conquering uh, or death. He instead chooses to demonstrate his love for us, his great love for us. Instead of retribution, we receive mercy because Jesus comes and dies on that cross. And because of that sacrifice, we are no longer standing on opposite sides of the river. We're no longer alienated from him. In fact, quite the opposite. He says that when we come to him, we are adopted into his family. That's profound. That is the story of the gospel. That is how God deals with conflict, with animosity, through sacrifice and through love. Uh, and, um, you know, this is our blueprint for overcoming selfishness um, and the conflict that it creates. Let's talk a little bit more about some of the pressures that um, I guess are going on in our world at the moment and how they create conflict. And, and what are we going to do about some of those things? Because I don't know about you, but like I said before, um, we have that experience from time to time. Well, not time to time, right now. We have that experience of um, finding living in a close proximity with people can push our buttons. Uh, if you are sharing a small space with someone, you'll know exactly what I mean. Um, somebody I remember very wise said to me before I got married, they said, if you want to know what you're really like, <laughs> then you will discover this as you get married because having somebody who is with you uh, a lot of the time in close proximity gives you the opportunity to see uh, perhaps a side of yourself that you otherwise wouldn't see. And, uh, you know, that can be quite sobering. And I think for many of us, we're experiencing that, whether we see that from our partners or whether we see that from our kids or whether we see that from our friends, if we're in close proximity with, with them, we can become um, quite confronted by some of the selfishness that uh, sits within us. So there is a pressure, isn't there, when we are in this lockdown, where wherever we're in, uh, whatever that context looks like, if we are sharing a space with people, there's a pressure there um, and arguments can grow easily um, and small things can become big. But there's also a pressure, I think, um, in our world at the moment. We have, um, I guess, a challenge probably that is quite unprecedented in the questions and in the doubts and in the... Um, the, the, the newness really of trying to figure out uh, vaccines and how we come out of lockdown and all the different opinions that are swirling out there, um, not just here in Sydney, but on a global scale so that you can't go anywhere without hearing somebody else's idea of this same thing. And it can feel like it's alienating us from each other, um, depending on your view. You may even have people in your family who feel very differently to you about whether you should get a vaccine or whether you shouldn't get a vaccine or whether the government's doing the right thing or whether, you know, um, we are just uh, 
whether we're going in the right direction as a country. There are lots of loud voices and strong opinions. And the question, the pressure, if I can put it this way, is how do we continue in love uh, to bear with one another? How do we hold that space? There's some real pressure there. And I also just want to recognize that outside of all of the things that are happening, uh, kind of the temporary circumstances that we find ourselves in, there's just everyday life. Um, and everyday life includes reconciliation, sometimes in a big way. I know for some of you, you've been doing a long journey of trying to resolve conflict, trying to bring reconciliation, perhaps uh, with your partner, maybe with family members, maybe with business partners, and maybe even on a bigger scale. You know, even as we think about uh, relationships between different people groups, um, there's reconciliation affects every part of our lives quite outside of COVID and all that we're going through at the moment. And that process, that kind of long journey, it can be wearing and, and can create um, resentment, sometimes bitterness, and we can really feel stuck. And there aren't any easy answers in those um, pressures. Because these things, they're real, they're not insignificant. They're real pressures. And the conflicts that we face in life, they are hard and they can weigh on us. And maybe even today, as I'm talking, you know, that's weighing on me, that whatever it might be, that conflict, that feeling of not having resolved maybe what I think or not having resolved that relationship or whatever it is that that's weighing and create anxiety and, um, and can really weigh on us. Now, one of the things that this passage gets to the heart of today is, um, is a truth that's probably expressed really best in James 4, chapter, uh, verse 1. Um, James writes, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Where do the conflicts come from? Don't they come from your desires, the battle within you? It's a bit hard hitting, but, you know, what James is saying is, you wonder where all these arguments come from? They're coming from your heart. They're coming from the selfishness that's in every single one of us. And Paul gets right to the heart of that in our passage today. He, he says, you know what, guys, that stuff, that selfish attitude, those things that came out of your mouths, um, the things that we looked at that aren't, that are sexually immoral, you know, the things that are coming from our hearts, coming from our mouths, those are practices from our old life. That's our dead you know, dead self, that's our old nature. And it's time to put those away and to put on clothes of humility, kindness, compassion, and patience, that's the hard one. You know, it's time to live in the way that we are actually made and to um, adopt a life that is consistent with the transformation that's happened in Christ. But how do we do it? How do we put those things to death? Um, I know that a lot of the stuff in me, my selfish attitudes, the things that I react to in a pressured environment, they, they are part of my old nature. Sure, I know that, but how does it make it any easier to stop doing it? You know what? Honestly, the most selfless people I know, I'm not sure they can necessarily explain all the dynamics of the old nature and the new nature. and um, They just know. They just know that they have been forgiven lots and they know how profoundly they've been loved. Um, and the, those people, when I think of them, I think, you know, they 
they just don't live for themselves. They live life for others. Um, and they might not even be able to explain to you exactly why, but they do. And it's because they've experienced um, a love and a forgiveness and a grace that is profound and life-changing. And, and, you know, it, it also goes against um, so much of our own Western culture where your life, your choices, your rights are more important than anything else. Because we've got to be honest, guys, that's what our culture is telling us all the time. You and your way is the most important thing to, to in the, you know, that can be for you. And if you let somebody else steamroll over your ideas, then, um, you know, that is just the worst thing that you could possibly do. So what do we do? Where does that leave us in recognizing that this is what our culture is telling us? And yet we are called to live and adopt um, hearts that are humble and patient and kind towards others, to bear with others in love and to forgive each other. And this is where we land, really. We come back to that example that God gives us in his son, Jesus. We ask the question, how, how did God bring reconciliation? How did God adopt um, a way of life that wasn't about himself? You see, Jesus comes and he shows us what God does with conflict. He chooses to lay down his life, literally to lay down on a cross and to have somebody hammer nails into his wrists and to say, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. This isn't being a doormat. It's not politically woke. <laughs> it's not trivializing hard issues. This is how God handles conflict he brings sacrifice and love and this is our call guys is to forgive as the Lord forgave us and we have to work that out don't we whatever the circumstances is that we are facing there's no easy answers in fact it's a hard answer it's a high call it's um, an example that will cost us our lives to follow and yet Jesus says, that person who wants to save his life, he will lose it. But whoever gives up his life, he will save it. And that's the way of the cross that we're called to today. So I'm going to pray for myself and for us as we, I guess, allow Jesus and his example to just seep into our bones, into our hearts, into our minds today. Jesus, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your life. Reminded, Lord, you are the word of life. And we ask that we would become like you. Lord, we face some really tough challenges at the moment. We face arguments. We face fears. We face uncertainty for the future. And Lord, we just face the ins and outs of living with each other day by day. Lord, we ask for your Holy Spirit to come now and to fill us afresh. Flood us, Lord, with the great love of Christ who laid down his life for others. And Lord, I pray that we would be marked as a person, as a people, as a church by that resonating 
profoundly amazing love that changes our society. I pray that we would, we, the world would look at us and would see a love that breaks down resentment, breaks down arguments, and brings peace that lasts. We pray that today, just knowing how incredibly dependent we are on you for all that we need in this time. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we come to the end of our service, we want to take some more time just to pray together and invite the Holy Spirit to come and to minister um, to all of us. So why don't you just take a moment wherever you are. You may just want to hold your hands out or, or just place a hand on your heart. But um, maybe something physical sometimes just helps you, whether it's just standing up, um, just help us respond to the Lord. So let's just do that together. Holy Spirit, we ask now that you would come and meet with us. Lord, we don't want to just hear your word and walk away. Lord, we want to engage with it. And so, Lord, we want to hear what you're saying this morning to us personally. And take a moment to do that. Come, Lord. Come into this time. Come and touch us. And guys, if, um, if you're sensing that there is just a weight on you at the moment, maybe there is a, I don't know, almost like an argument that you're getting drawn back into, or um, conflict that's just really weighing on you, even a sense of being conflicted within yourself, um, and that's weighing on you. I really felt like, let's just take a moment for us to bring those things to the Lord, and to ask Him to actually carry them for us to take some of the weight off um, even though we have to walk through the reality of those things so Lord Jesus we just ask that you would come and you would carry the weight thank you Lord that your burden is light and there are so many burdens that we try and carry Lord that you don't want us to carry so we ask now that you would lift those burdens off. Well, the things that we're not meant to carry, the anxiety around those things, the, the struggling to trust you in the middle of those things, mm -hmm. the struggling to believe that you work all things together for the good of those that love you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that that's true. We ask your spirit just to lift those weights now. And I also just felt to pray um, for some of us. We we know that moment when there is a um, there is a need for us to remember just how much we have been forgiven and just how much grace the Lord has shown us. But it's hard. It's hard to forgive. And um, we need a re reminder and sometimes just a first revelation of that. Um, and you may know that's you this morning. I think that's true for all of us, but you may know you need that particularly this morning. So I just want to pray that for you right now. Lord, we ask that you would 
and remind us afresh just how deep your love for us goes, how much you gave up for us on that cross. Holy Spirit, come and minister that to us in now. Thank you, Lord. I pray for a fresh revelation of your cross and of that sacrifice. Thank you. Um, just as we were praying together, we beginning the service. Um, one of the one of the people just had a sense, of, or just this reminder about us all being part of God's um, body and God's big picture, and us having a place um, in God's story. Um, and just that sense that there's somebody or maybe some people who feel like they're being missed or overlooked and just as we were praying now i just had the um just had the sense really strong sense that there's somebody who just feels like they're completely hidden from god or like um they're not seen at all and um just that reminder that you have a place in god's story and not only in God's story, in God's church. Um, and you have, you know, he has a place for you. Um, and he's put us all together as well. And so, you know, that beautiful image of the body of God, um, where we all have um, our parts that we play and we all come together and how if there's a part missing, it's noticed. Um, and so, yeah, so I'd just like to pray for you, if that's you. Lord Jesus, I just thank you that you see us and that you know us. And so Lord, I just want to pray for anyone who's just feeling um, hidden or unseen at all this morning. For those who might be questioning, you know, what do I bring to the wider body? Don't really have a role or a place um, in church or in any way significant. Father, I just pray right now that you would remind them of who you've made them to be. Mm. That you would remind them that each part of the body is as mm. important as the other and brings value. But more than that, Lord, that they are your child and that you have created them um, the way you have and that you, have, and that you see them. Lord, would you just restore to them that sense of being known and loved by you? Mm. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, I think we're going to bring our service to a close now. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, and I hope that it was a blessing for you just to spend some time ticking prayer together at the end of it. Just a reminder for those kids who are still with us or parents uh, of the Zoom call at 11 o'clock. Yeah. Um, is there anything else we should mention? No, I think that's it. We pray that you have a blessed week um, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. All right. Bye, guys. Yeah.